Live from the American Gulf Coast, it's the Dave Nemo Show. We have safety equipment in trucks. We have professional drivers in trucks. We have non-professional drivers on the road. We have troopers in some trucks. We got all kinds of things going out there trying to enhance safety. Safety's always been a top concern in the trucking industry. Maybe more now than before. Maybe it's more critical simply because we have too much traffic for the roads that we have. And we have something that we didn't really contend with in decades past. Something that the Ontario Provincial Police put out a report on last week that said that distracted driving and this is in Ontario, Canada, but I think this is pretty much certainly uh, North American-wide, if not worldwide. Distracted driving is taking more lives than drunk driving, drugged driving, and reckless driving combined. That is really a game changer. And we're going to be talking about uh, the dangers on the road and what is being done in the industry and what still needs to be done in the industry in terms of assuring everyone's safety, especially the professional drivers out there. Uh, Tim Ashoff, our good friend from Creek Carrier Corporation, is with us on the program. And Tim will be with us in just a moment. Well, good morning again. Welcome to the Dave Nemo Show as we head into this Tuesday that kind of seems like a Monday. And Tim Ashoff from Creek Carrier is with us. Tim, great, good morning. It was great to be with you there in Dallas. It was, Dave, and good morning to you. And it's uh, great to be on the show today to talk about this uh, you know, very important topic of safety. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you what, things are, have changed dramatically. There's always a new wrinkle, and now distracted driving is, you, it's like one thing to say, well, okay, it's getting worse than drunk driving or, you know, speeding or drugged driving, but now they're saying it's worse than all three of those things combined. And, um, you know, we use that term game changer a lot, but we have really turned the tables on this. Uh, this this is a, a completely new uh, new reality. Uh, but safety has always been a top concern in the trucking industry. We know that. Um, it hasn't been uh, talked about as much in, in past years. And I think part of that is because we just have more traffic out there now. And it, it's getting a little more crazy out there. But um, it is a major topic of conversation. So kind of maybe we'll drive through a, a few mile markers here this morning, Tim, and talk about how uh, the safety standards have changed in recent years, and uh, how does the emerging technology play into that? Is it really the uh, the key to uh, safer highway travel? Well, I think, as you, you've said, safety has been always such an important topic for the industry. I, I don't know of any driver out there or any trucking company out there that says, you know, look, I don't want to be safe, and I don't want to ensure that I you know, protect my safety and the safety with those who I share the road. So I think the industry has had uh, you know, a high standard of safety, and as I think, as you alluded, what has changed is how do we achieve that high standard. And certainly, I think technology has been a huge part of that. And sometimes today, when we focus on technology, we think of the uh, you know computerized electronic gadgets, but we forget just even how much the trucks themselves have improved mechanically uh, or otherwise uh, over the years, and are and are still improving the quality of tires and, and and brakes and those types of things. But certainly, the improving technology 
has done, I think, a couple of things. It's done some things to aid the driver uh, in, in situations that happen very fast and have to have quick reaction times. But then it's also provided us more information, um, information about situations that we can maybe learn from um, to become safer um, the next time we, we meet a certain situation. You know, this has sort of become almost a prerogative term. You know, it's all about the data. You know, we're data-driven. Where's the data? But I think folks uh, aren't, aren't really doing the translation there. You just did it. Data is simply information. And um, we can never really, well, maybe we can't have too much information about a few things. But when it comes to safety, we surely don't have too much information. So um, as we continue to um, to learn and, and apply those lessons, uh, things will get better. Uh, but I mentioned distracted driving. I don't want to make that the focus of the uh, conversation this morning, but obviously it is the, uh, the uh, 800-pound gorilla in the room. Um, distracted driving, both commercial vehicles, general public. You guys have some policies to prevent uh, distracted driving. Is there anything that uh, you guys at Crete participate in that helps with distracted driving uh, and the general public too, for that matter? You know, distracted driving is is a huge, huge issue, as you mentioned, and the challenge with it is is it's really hard to detect and uh, prevent. And certainly with with us and our drivers, we provide them a lot of training and education on certainly what can happen from that and have a no-tolerance policy with respect to, um, you know, texting while driving, distracted driving, those situations that put them in danger. But certainly what we're seeing out there is, as you mentioned before, too, is those with whom we share the road, we see it more and more. And our drivers, you know, with their vantage point, um, looking down into vehicles, see it so often. And unfortunately, uh, we've experienced uh, accidents and more and more in recent years where we're actually being rear-ended um, by drivers that are simply distracted out there on the, on the roadways. And and have had a couple of unfortunate situations where that's been determined the cause. And so uh, one of the things that we have done and have to uh, give it to our carry enforcement and Nebraska State Patrol here in Nebraska is they're looking for ways to help enforce that too. And and they figured out like we have, hey, if I'm sitting up in a truck, uh, I'm at a much better vantage point. So we have participated with them in what they call a trooper in a truck program, whereas we're traveling um, along not only the interstate, but some of the state highways, uh, we have them in a truck and they have a trooper that is watching what the drivers are doing as they're going by. And, and uh, often it's for two purposes. It's for that texting while driving, that distracted driving, but then just also um, how they're driving around large vehicles. Are they are they cutting in in front of you know, semi-tractor trailers that uh, in an unsafe way? And it's really been uh, effective here in, in the state of Nebraska, not only in that the uh, number of citations that are giving as a result of those uh, trooper in the truck uh, ride-alongs, but uh, the, the, we've done a lot as a state, and uh, certainly the state patrol and the trucking association here has to publicize it to help that preventative measure be out there so drivers know, hey, if I'm driving around a truck, I don't know if there may be a trooper in that truck uh, watching me. Good point. Um, how do you, is the, is the um, and, and some states have... Um, have adopted that uh, that same uh, technique. Um, there's a program called TACT, T-A-C-T, in some states, targeting aggressive um, 
and something trucks are uh, targeting aggressive cars and trucks. T A C T. Too much alphabet soup for me uh, this early in the morning, Tim. But um, uh, is that is the trooper and the truck program in Nebraska? Is that a scheduled thing uh, throughout the year? How how does it work, kind of logistically? It is uh, the the uh, it's coordinated by the state patrol and our motor carrier enforcement group, and they do it um, in ways because uh, the way they do that is they not only have a trooper in the truck, then they have a series of of troopers uh, ahead and behind the truck. So as the trooper in the truck observes either that distracted or aggressive driving, they're radioing ahead and behind, and it's those other troopers that are then pulling over uh, the vehicles that are. Um, not doing things properly and uh, so we're able to keep moving down the road in our truck and then just going off and and finding the next person that may be doing that so uh, it's quite a blitz and uh, there can be a a, a strong enforcement for that day Uh, typically we do this in half day or day increments and they uh, not only with the creek carrier and Schaefer trucking but other trucking companies across the state understood yeah it's a great program and it really as you say uh, puts the uh, trooper in a great uh, vantage point. They must come away from that scratching their heads sometimes, I would imagine, huh? They do, and they, you know what's certainly even gratifying as we talk to drivers that have been involved with that is I'm so glad that the troopers get to see what I see uh, all day. You know, so often the focus is on uh, certainly by the public is on the the truck driver, and uh, certainly all of you drivers out there know that you see uh, certainly what a lot of the people in the four wheelers do uh, each and every day and every minute of your day, and that in many ways is a lot scarier than than any uh, stereotype uh, that can be given to uh, to us as a trucking industry. Tim, we're going to hold right there. And uh, technology has been mentioned. And right now, uh, we're basically zeroing in on good old-fashioned human uh, observation and human interaction. But let's, uh, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about uh, what technology has been introduced in the industry over the past few years. What's your take on how it is, or maybe in some cases is not, improving safety standards on the roads? There's a lot of subcategories there to kind of uh, walk through, so we'll be right back. Tim Ashoff, Creek Carrier Corp. is with us, and we'll be right back. Tim Ashoff with Creek is with us on the program this morning, Creek Schaefer. And uh, Tim, yesterday on the program, I kind of went through uh, some material from the Library of Congress, trying to kind of parallel, and there really is a parallel, between what is happening now with the um, computer-driven technological boom that we're experiencing, not just in transportation, but in manufacturing and daily life, and how the folks back uh, 150, 100 years ago, post-Civil War when the Industrial Revolution started cranking up, how folks started losing their jobs to what would eventually be called automation. Now we're coming into... um, and, and with all of the new innovations that came out of the Industrial Revolution. And we're kind of experiencing a deja vu sort of of those years uh, when you think about the attitudes and some of the consequences of maybe too much technology in some cases. But when it comes to uh, trucking, we have a laundry list of things that have come out within the past uh, 20 years, and most of that list has come out, I would say, in the past 10, 15 years. So we've got a lot of uh, technology introduced, improving safety standards on the road. Um, 
what uh, what what do you guys look at as some of the best of the best, and maybe some of the worst of the worst? Sure. So, well, well, first of all, what we we still always want to remember is, is at least at least for now, and I think for uh, the the, the short term, and if not the little bit medium term future, first of all, if it's the driver that still is in ultimate control of that truck. So, what we look at is what what technologies out there that can help. The driver, and so um, you know, we we have a number of systems that we have tested, from roll stability systems, collision avoidance systems, uh, from basic things as even auto inflate systems on our trailer uh, tires to ensure that you know they have proper air pressure in all their tires for better control. Uh, and then you know we've also uh, you know tested and looked at uh, some of the the camera systems out there, but all of these again have to say how do they actually you know help a driver. And, you know, sometimes the drivers then get a little bit concerned about that is, is, you know, what are these systems all do? Are they going to take control away from me? And, you know, one of the things that I think we have found successful is, is looking at, again, these events and some of the information collected from them and then showing it to drivers. And then, you know, sometimes I, I hear that, well, you know, I'm a professional driver. How, how can this really help me and do I really need this? And one of the analogies I found that has been um, actually really uh, a good one that helps drivers understand is that you are a professional driver, but as a professional, what do you always want to do? You want to learn. And I say, you know, look at Tom Brady. He's, he's a professional quarterback. He gets paid millions of dollars a year uh, to make split-second decisions and certainly uh, react physically then much like a driver needs to. And what's the first thing he does when he comes off a field. He goes over to the side. You see him on the sidelines on NFL Sundays, and they're looking at photos of, of plays. They're looking at film quickly on iPads or tablets. It's how do I get better? And so that's the two things we look at in technology is what can the technology do itself? Uh, and then how can it help make our drivers get better as professional drivers? And, you know, like the collision avoidance system, for example, it has a uh, certainly a system in there that can detect um, you know vehicle in front of them that has slowed or stopped and react physically quicker than the driver can if that is necessary. But if that's not necessary, it helps alert the driver. So it's a tool to help the driver you know, be alert, be control, be in control, let them know that something in front of them you know is slowing rather quickly. Uh, also has you know feature like adaptive cruise control, where if a car pulls in front of them and slows down. Uh, it will slow the cruise down, and you know, based on some of those things, we we say then how can we change? And you know, one of the changes we made recently is um, we did increase our our cruise speed from 62 to 65 because that technology uh, helps react uh, at that speed and still continues the level of safety our drivers and us want out there on the road. Tim, that thank you for that. You know. Perception is reality, and if you look at a tool as a, a weapon being used against you, that is a perception that, granted, is hard to break, but the tool, should it, it really is given to you to use in your hands, as you say, to enhance uh, your, your performance, whether it's on a football field or for on, on a road. My, you know, I use an analogy about football a lot, a lot about trucking and the general public. Picture yourself on a, on a football team and you're playing another team. And instead of uh, the, the fans being in the bleachers, they're out on the field with you. 
and you've got to play the game, but avoid them at the same time. And, you know, it's kind of uh, the same thing. You need all the help you can get, you know. You need all the help you can get. Uh, but so that's the physical aspect of it. But then there's some paperwork. You know, we talked about data a little bit earlier. You know, you got to have the data. Talk about uh, you guys in, in terms of CSA scores and um, – Pick a month, June. Uh, probably, uh, probably the latest numbers uh, on your uh, accident reports. Uh, so, uh, kind of walk through some of that, some of the paperwork. Yeah, what, what we're able to get from uh, obviously the DOT gets roadside inspections to, to basically see how we're performing as a fleet and how drivers are individually performing. And, and fortunately for us as a fleet, uh, we, we've been doing really well. We have some of the lowest CA scores for motor carrier size out there in the industry. Uh, certainly, we're able to look at that publicly in the past, and now we, we get that through some other services for comparison. But I think what we have seen is uh, you know our investment in the safety technology combined with our investment in training and communication and working with the drivers on how to use the technology has really helped us. In the month of June, as you mentioned, we as a company had one DOT preventable accident across our entire fleet. So our drivers drove over 43 million miles and we only had one DOT preventable accident. So certainly, again, it's the combination of the two. The technology didn't do that alone. Uh, and our drivers, um, I think, play a large part in it, but I think most of them would say that technology has helped them too, that that investment in our driver and in technology is showing those kinds of results. And, and you know, it really is good at the end of the day for a driver because the idea is that that's your profession. You want to be out there and do that for a long term. If we can prevent accidents with you, we can keep you on the road and keep you, you know, taking care of your family. Tim, when I talk to folks on the program, I usually manage to uh, squeeze in at least one of Dave's dumb questions of the day. But this is a little different. I got uh, maybe Dave's tough question of the day. Do you think the ELD mandate will have an impact on safety? You know, I, I do think it will. Um, you know, again, the mandate itself does not change the hours of service rules. And I think the, that it, the hours of service rules have been proven um, to increase safety. So if we can have the ELD that actually helps with compliance of those rules, uh, if we see greater compliance, we should see greater safety. You know, And we as a company went through that about eight or nine years ago, and we converted to um, the electronic logging devices. And certainly we have seen our overall accident rate as a company go down. Now, it's a combination of that along with some of the air technology or otherwise. But what we also found is our driver satisfaction to be much greater once they were actually on ELD logs. They felt less pressure out there. And I think anytime you're under less pressure as a driver, there's enough pressure out there on the road in and every, each and every day. As you mentioned, kind of driving out there with the crowd in the on the field versus in the stands, that's enough pressure alone. So if, if they can take away that compliance pressure, uh, I think they're, they're better focused and, and their reaction time is better and they're going to be a safer driver overall. Speaking of squeezing in one more question here, we got about a minute, but um, a lot of the uh, small guys, owner-operators uh, on with small companies are having their own authority, are really concerned about the ELD mandate. Are there some benefits for those folks to maybe join a, a larger company like Cree? 
I think there is. I think, you know, we've been through that transition. And the transition isn't uh, often about knowing and understanding the hours of service rules. You know that. But it's it's then adjusting your business to be the most productive uh, with those rules. And certainly, we've worked with our customers so we can schedule the appointment times to use those hours when they're available. We do, um, you know, over 80% of our loads are drop and hook. So we save that time at the shipper and the receiver uh, to help meet the, the hours of service rules and you know certainly our rate structure that you have to have when you you know you're you're going to get overall generally less miles when you have ELDs versus you don't because of some of those time issues that I mentioned there so you have to change your operations match that best load with that driver that has the best hours and that's how you stay productive and certainly companies like us have been through that and we're able to do that for you and the trooper out there listening to you this morning is going to give you a ticket for talking too fast. I really, well, we went through some material there, Tim. I want to thank you so much for um, for being with us, as always. Glad to be on the show. Thank you. Tim Ashoff, everybody.